This is Pet Life Radio. Let's talk pets. Hey, cat lovers. Welcome to Nine Lives with Dr. Cat. I'm your host, Dr. Catherine Prim, and I'm a small animal veterinarian and cat lover. Today's episode, I want to make sure that my listeners are aware and can stay healthy from diseases that can be transmitted from our pets to people or from animals to people, specifically cats. So I have Dr. Casey Barton-Baravish with the CDC with me here today, and we're going to talk about these things. So stay tuned because this is going to be a good one. We'll be right back. Does your dog itch, scratch, stink, or shed like crazy? Come to Dynavite for help. Order a 90-day supply of Dynavite. Dynavite is nutrition. Pick up two bottles of Lico Chops. Get the third bottle free. New improved Lico Chops with omega-3, omega-6, vitamin E. And now, six extra direct-fed microbials. Even better for the digestive tract and immune system. Try Lico Chops. Buy two, get one free. At Dynavite.com. D-I-N-O-V-I-T-E dot com. Let's Talk Pets on PetLifeRadio.com. Welcome back to Nine Lives with Dr. Cat. I'm here with Dr. Casey Barton-Baravish. Hi, Dr. Casey. How are you? Good. Hi, Dr. Cat. How are you? I am doing great. I'm really excited because I think that most cat lovers don't really think about diseases that they might be able to catch from their cat. And that is why I thought we would bring you on today to help us all stay safe. Well, I'm happy to be here. I'm a pet lover as well. I have a cat and several other pets in my home. And it's really important for people to know how to stay safe and healthy while enjoying their pets. I agree. So I want to talk about zoonotic disease. So can you go into what the definition of zoonotic disease is? Sure. A zoonotic disease is a disease that can be shared between animals and people. Some diseases can be spread from animals to people. Others might be spread from people to animals or both ways. So it's important for people to be aware that there is a risk of a disease to be shared between people and animals and some simple steps they can do to help protect themselves and their pets. So I don't know if people realize what an excellent resource the CDC is for information about this. So let's let's just kind of dive right in and talk about some of these diseases one by one. What do you think is the most important or common disease associated with household cats and their people, of course? Sure. So there are a variety of different diseases that can spread between cats and people, it's important to know that sometimes uh, a cat or other animal could appear perfectly healthy and happy, but still sometimes be carrying germs that might make people sick. Other times, the zoonotic disease might make the cat sick also. So you can see a real range of from health to, to illness in the transmission of these diseases. I would say it's important for people to be aware that cats can sometimes carry ringworm, which is a skin infection. Cats can also be linked with certain types of parasites. There's one called 
toxoplasma gondii or toxoplasmosis. And it's especially important for pregnant women to be aware of toxoplasmosis because there is a risk to the baby and possible birth defects or other issues from this parasite that cats can sometimes carry. But the good news is you don't have to get rid of your cat. You just need someone else to change the litter box for you um, while you're pregnant and clean up after your cat and then you'll be um, protected. There's also rabies, which is present in the United States. It can be transmitted between wildlife and cats. So all cats, including indoor cats, need to get their rabies vaccine regularly to help protect both the cat and people um, from rabies, which is a deadly virus. I want to stop you right here on the rabies thing because I'm on a lot of social media and veterinarians kind of get a lot of pushback on rabies because I guess the belief that it's not really a real threat and we're all just trying to over vaccinate pets and stuff. I do not agree with that. And I, I bet you do not agree with it either. Can we talk a little bit about what rabies is and what it causes and why we need to vaccinate for that? Sure. So rabies is a deadly disease that can affect the nervous system. It's caused by a virus that can spread through the bites of infected animals, and that can be wildlife or pets that might get infected. Every year in the United States, there are rabies concerns that come up all around the country, and it's really important for cats to be vaccinated against rabies, as well as dogs and certain other pets as well. Rabies can spread through contact with saliva or if someone is contacting nervous system tissue from an infected animal like a brain, but it's most commonly transmitted through scratches and bites through that saliva route. So it is deadly to pets and people, but I guess you might not know that a pet was carrying it and it could be, wasn't there a news story of some strictly indoor cats that were served as a possible source? Yeah, so... Cats can get infected with rabies through contact with wild animals, depending on what part of the country you're in, bats, foxes, raccoons, or skunks. And so you or your pet could be at risk for rabies if you come into contact with an infected animal. It's important to mention that in the United States, rabies is less common than it might be in other countries around the world. And that's because of successful vaccination programs as well as animal control programs. But the risk is still here and vaccination is still critical to both protect people and pets. Very, very good. So talk with your own veterinarian about recommendations. But rabies vaccine is considered a core vaccine for all pets, regardless of their lifestyle because of the human health significance. So what other things do you do you think I I interrupted you? I'm sorry. No worries. I want to mention one more thing about rabies in in animals and people. So In cats that get infected with rabies, they might experience sudden behavior changes. You might see a progressive or slow paralysis occurring. They might be restless or panting. They might be aggressive and attack other animals or peoples or even random objects. And an animal that gets rabies typically dies within a few days after symptoms start. However, in people, the symptoms of rabies might appear days to months after exposure. So once the symptoms appear, it's almost always too late for treatment. So it's really important if someone gets bit by a cat or any other animal 
They need to wash the wound immediately with soap and warm water and go see a doctor right away and let them know about the bite so they can get assessed for whether they might need rabies post-exposure prophylaxis to help protect them from getting rabies, which is almost always fatal. Yeah, that cannot be overstated because it's a death thing. So, okay. So they aren't all as awful. All the things that you can catch from cats are not all awful, (laughs) but that one's really important. And I think people like to have an easy button and the easy button on rabies is vaccinating your cat. Exactly. People should not be afraid of cats because of the risk of rabies. And you can very easily vaccinate and do what you can to keep your cats away from wild animals and help protect both your cat and your family. Excellent advice. So what are some other risks that cats have kind of gotten a a bad reputation for? So there's cat scratch disease, which is caused by the bacteria Bartonella hensleyae and less commonly other Bartonella species. And cats can become infected through flea bites or fights with other cats or in some cases, blood transfusions. And then people might get exposed to the bacteria typically through a scratch or a lick of an infected cat. We know that younger cats under a year of age or stray cats or cats in shelters are cats with a recent or current flea infestation. And then cats that hunt are more likely to have the bacteria. And it's important to mention that regarding people, anyone can get sick from cat scratch disease, but illness is most common in kids and teens under 15 years of age or in people with weakened immune systems. Would a cat that had cat scratch or Bartonella seem sick or could it sort of be a surprise? Yeah. So interestingly, about one third to one half of cats have been exposed to this bacteria at some point in their lifetime. And most infected cats do not appear sick. Some might have a mild illness with a fever that lasts for two or three days. And rarely in cats, the disease can cause more serious signs, vomiting, red eyes, swollen lymph nodes, bad appetite, tiredness. And it can also um, cause issues in dogs as well with illnesses similar to cats. In people, though, cat scratch disease might have a mild infection. You might see a small raised or solid bump at the site of the cat scratch or bite. You might have some lymph node swelling in the area near where the the scratch was. And this typically happens one to three weeks after exposure from the cat scratch or bite or lick. And this infection in people can also cause fever, which is why it's called cat scratch fever. It can sometimes cause eye infections, muscle pain, or other symptoms as well. So if you do get bit or scratched by a cat, or if your cat um, is licking you and you end up with a fever and go to the doctor, it's worth mentioning that you have a cat so they can keep this on their, their list of differentials to think about. And I think physicians sometimes blame cats for things. So that's why I want to make sure everybody has good information. So you mentioned a scratch or a bite. What about cat bites? If you get bitten by a cat, what is the risk there? Yeah, so cats and dogs can carry different bacteria in their mouths. And when they bite a person, you know, they have long and sharp teeth. It can typically be deep and put that bacteria into your your muscle or tendons, wherever the bite might happen. And there's a real risk for a serious infection from a cat bite. So it's important to, again, wash the wound right away, but also to go to the doctor. Sometimes you might need antibiotics for a cat bite. 
So it's really important to, to take those seriously and to, to get care right away. If you have a minor cat bite and you might wash the wound and treat it, if it ends up getting red or swollen or if you get a fever, it's still important to go to the doctor and let them know about that cat bite so you can get proper antibiotics because there are sometimes serious illnesses that can result from cat bites. I don't think physicians necessarily ask people whether or not they have pets, but that might be worth mentioning really always. Well, we know that the the health of people is closely connected to the health of animals in our shared environment. We call that thinking with the one health approach. And it's really important for both veterinarians and physicians to ask their patients or their pets owners about what's happening in the household, what type of people the pets are interacting with, and share information about how to stay safe and healthy and enjoying your your beloved animals. So I want to take a quick break and come back because there are a few more things that I think that my listeners would be interested in. So we'll be right back. Hi, this is Dr. Katherine Prim, and I would like to make you aware of some products that I've discovered. Dr. Elsie's Pet Products. So you all know that I have a cat named Scamper, and Scamper is a little bit sensitive. So I have to choose sort of special stuff for Scamper. Dr. Elsie's Ultra Litter has been kind of a godsend for us. It's made with clean ingredients and it's low on dust. So it sort of addresses the needs that Scamper personally has. You can feel really good about choosing Dr. Elsie's pet products because they're veterinarian formulated and they're tested. So they combine science and the love for pets to meet the needs of even the most sensitive pets like my Scamper. Here's the really good news. You can get a rebate. Dr. Elsie's will pay you up to $20 for your first bag of Ultra Litter or any Dr. Elsie's litter by visiting drelsies.com forward slash Dr. Cat. That's D-R-E-L-S-E-Y-S dot com forward slash Dr. Cat, which is D-R-K-A-T. So check it out. Give it a try and get up to $20 back. Let's talk pets. Let's talk pets on Pet Life Radio. Pet Life Radio. PetLifeRadio.com. Welcome back to Nine Lives with Dr. Cat on Pet Life Radio. And I'm here with Dr. Casey Barton Baravish. And we are talking about diseases that you can catch from your cat. And she's with the CDC, so she's kind of an expert. So let's pick up where we sort of left off. You mentioned toxoplasmosis and how it doesn't mean that when you're pregnant, you have to get rid of your cat. But I'd like to to emphasize some of the strategies that you mentioned to keep safe. Absolutely. That is critically important. You can definitely stay safe and healthy and enjoy your pets and reduce the risk of some of the the disease transmission or issues we've been talking about on your radio show today. It's important for people to be aware that sometimes pets can carry germs that might make people sick. Sometimes those pets appear healthy and happy but can still spread some of these germs to people. We've seen outbreaks and illnesses in people linked to a number of these zoonotic diseases in cats. So people should should really, one, if they're thinking about getting a pet, do their homework, choose the right pet for their family. We know not all pets are right for all people. 
I'm thinking about if they're young kids in the house, pregnant women in the house, people with weakened immune systems, to think about getting the right pet at the right time. We also, again, pregnant women are at a higher risk for certain animal-related diseases like toxoplasmosis, which can spread from cats. We recommend that pregnant women not adopt a new cat or handle stray cats, especially kittens. But if they do already have a cat, again, there's no need to rehome your cat. All they need to do is find someone else to, to change the litter box. So an extra bonus there of pregnancy and not having to change the litter box for nine months. Um, yeah, <laughs> maximize what you got, right? <laughs> exactly. So there's some really easy things people can do. Um, keep your pets healthy. Every pet needs to receive routine veterinary care. You can take your pet to a vet who specializes in those types of animals to help keep it healthy, make sure it's got all its routine vaccines, deworming, flea and tick prevention, that it's on a, a good and appropriate diet. Um, practice good hygiene around pets so they don't pass germs to you. Washing hands after touching, feeding, or caring for pets is critically important. Teaching kids to do that, helping young kids wash their hands. I know people love to kiss their pets and show love, but give them a hug instead. Don't let the pets lick your face. Don't kiss them. That can help reduce the risk of bites and scratches or of some of those germs that a healthy animal might be carrying in their mouth from infecting a person. And then also, it's always a good idea to keep pets away from areas where food and drink are prepared, served, or consumed. And don't bother your pet when they're eating. That increases the chance of getting um, bit or scratched as well. And then, of course, always clean up after your pets. For cats, clean up the litter box regularly. That'll help prevent those parasites from moving to a stage where they can be infective to people. And then, importantly, if you have kids, supervise your kids around animals. Teach your kids how to look and interact safely with animals. Watch out for some warning signs if the animal's not in the mood to be played with. And that goes for even, even trusted pets. Oh, I agree completely. There is one thing that cats get that I actually see kind of a lot, even in my human clients that they catch from their cats, and that's ringworm. Can you touch on that one a little bit? Absolutely. So ringworm is a fungal skin infection. It is something that's is pretty common out there and a number of different animals can spread that to people. It's a fungus that can infect skin, hair, or nails of both people and animals and it spreads through direct contact with an infected animal or person. So like for example a person petting an infected cat or it can be spread from the environment. So anyone's at risk for getting ringworm. I had ringworm before when I was a kid. Um, it's it's very itchy and painful, but it will eventually go away. It's important to note that some cats might not show signs of ringworm infection. Other cats might have a small area of hair loss around the affected area or scaly or crusted skin. We know that kittens are most commonly affected. But again, when people get ringworm, you will see an itchy raised area. It can occur on almost any part of the body. It'll be red, scaly, cracking, and really a, a miserable thing. It's kind of a ring-shaped rash that occurs and is raised on your skin. If it does happen in someone's hair or a beard, the hair might fall out. If it happens in a nail, the nail might become discolored or thick or could even crumble. So it's important to, to get some antifungal creams to help heal faster. 
Well, the ones that I see are when someone who has resident cats gets a new cat from the shelter and then all the cats kind of hand it around and the, the family sort of hands it around and it can be a real problem. But don't let ringworm keep you from adopting a cat. I'm, I'm not trying to say that. <laughs> exactly, exactly. Well, I think one other important thing to mention is there are some people out there who are high at higher risk of serious illness. Again, those are young kids, people with weakened immune systems, in some cases, pregnant women, are senior citizens over 65 years of age. So if you do have a pet, you should talk with your veterinarian as well as your doctor and um, let them know. You can also visit CDC's Healthy Pets, Healthy People website for more information on staying safe and healthy around pets. And we have some great information on cats as well as other pets, livestock and wildlife, and how to have those safe interactions and enjoy animals while staying healthy and protecting your family. So I think that the main topics that I'm getting from you is that hygiene is really important and teaching your children to wash their hands and have basic hygiene that we kind of forget when our cat's right there with us, that that's really important. Would you agree? Absolutely. That really goes a long way towards protecting health for both animals and people. Yeah, well, so we're kind of picky about hand washing in our household and always have been. So it has protected me. But yes, I've had ringworm too. I had ringworm right before my wedding. And I, oh thought, <laughs> I thought, oh my gosh, it, you know, it takes weeks sometimes and I caught yes. it from a patient. But in the end, you couldn't see it. <laughs> so it's not in my wedding pictures. <laughs> Thank goodness. So is there anything else that you want my listeners to be aware of besides um, hygiene? Oh, I know the relationship with your veterinarian and your physician. Yeah, it's extremely important to make sure your pet, whether it's covered in fur, feathers or scales, is getting routine veterinary care. You know, they're vets that specialize in all types of animals. So having that relationship with the veterinarian, taking your pet to the vet regularly to keep it healthy, making sure it's on a good diet, making sure it's vaccinated, including for rabies, making sure any deworming or parasites are controlled and flea and ticks are controlled really goes a long way toward helping protect not only your pet, but the people who interact with that pet as well. And then pet owners should let their physicians know, even if they're not asked, let them know what animals you have in your household. That's always an important to do, um, especially if you're presenting with something like a fever and some sort of illness after you've been bitten or scratched or have had close contact with an animal. Right, right. Very important because of One Health, which I love One Health because we live here on this planet with these animals. Why not all be healthy together? So thank you so much, Dr. Casey, for joining me on Nine Lives with Dr. Cat. And always, I want to thank our amazing producer, Mark Wincher, and my loyal listeners. Please take this information. Don't forget Healthy Pets healthy people the website the cdc does to keep people happy and healthy and i want you all to go out and have a perfect day let's talk pets every week on demand only on petliferadio.com